I'm Talking is sponsored by Afori Books. Thank you, Afori Books. Wait, can I ask something? Do we need to clap? <laughs> Are we recording now? Can you rec- is it, can you put that in? Because every every week, ladies and gentlemen, she says <laughs> you need to clap because one time somebody told her to clap. I said to clap because it actually does help me when editing. Yeah, but how many times did you say it? You said it, to exactly. you said it to her one time and now every single time. I don't understand why she finds yeah. it so funny. Do we need to clap? Ha 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 ha. No one asked. <laughs> it is really funny. It's just genuinely not that funny. <laughs> okay. Hi. I'm Isabel. Hi, I'm Carolyn. Hi, I'm... Olivia, oh, I forgot my name. <laughs> Did you actually just forget your name? I, I was going to say, as a joke, hi, I'm Beely Boo. But then in my head, it wasn't funny. So then, you know, in your brain, it's like, what were you going to say? And what is your actual name? And then the two sort of combine. And then you panic and say nothing. So uh, I said, but my name's Olivia. Okay, that I, that I was telling someone this story the other day that actually did happen to me the other day. So I have this thing. It's really stupid, and I'm aware that it's stupid, that sometimes I say, get off my bum, um, which came from, it came from when I used to drive and people drove too close to me, to the bumper of the car, and I used to say, get off my bum, like to myself, to them in the car. Anyway, that's not the point, and because they were driving too close to me. Then I stopped driving because I didn't have a car, so I used to then say it to family members because I thought it was like a less aggressive way of saying get off my back. I'm aware that it's stupid. I'm aware of this, but that was why I used to say it. Right. Wait, Wait no, sorry. I'm not finished. I'm not, finished. I'm not oh. finished. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. okay. I then was once in a conversation with a friend of mine um, and we were talking about something and he was like, well, are you going to do this or are you not going to do this? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then went to say, instinctually, because that's what I would normally say, was went to say, get off my bum, tripped over my words a bit, I guess, and ended up saying, get out of my bum, to which he looked at me <laughs> with, <laughs> with pure confusion and disdain, to which I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm so sorry. I meant to say, get off my bum. He was like, Isabel, why would I be on your bum? Then I was like, no, because I used to say it when I was driving. And he was like, Isabel, you don't own a car. What are you talking about? And I couldn't think of a good way to explain it to him. So I just kind of sat there in silence. And he was just like, I don't understand what's wrong with you. I, I just would like to question that you felt like the aggressiveness was tied in with the area of the body. So if you said, get off my back, that was aggressive. But get off my arm was less aggressive. And I just want to know, like, if I say, get off my nose, am I, like, too aggressive because I've gone higher? No. Is it the height of the body? No. Yes. It's It's the height of the body. And and you know what? If you say, get off my nose, the only response is to fight you, I think. You know, (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, no, because it's not to do with the the place, although I would argue that get off my nose is aggressive because you'd be in front. Anyway, that's not the point. It's not to do with the place of the body. It was more to do with like the connotations and association of the phrase get off my back. It feels quite confrontational. Whereas if I, I say get off my bum, it doesn't feel confrontational. It feels stupid. So it like calms yes. the room. Oh, I would say yeah. too. 
if someone said to me, get off my bum, yeah, yeah. like, you're incredibly weird, just yeah. say, get off my back. No, no, I, I understand what Isabel's saying. Get off my back is confrontational. So in order not to be confrontational, Isabel went more sexual. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yes, no, no, that's good. You put that really well. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what you just did. I have a friend who instead of saying, you know, they're like, oh, you're kissing someone's ASS. I don't want to say that word, but you know oh, what I mean? That mm-hmm. phrase. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of saying that, he says, oh, stop licking my bum, which is not, I think is actually worse but he thinks it isn't as bad. So when someone's like sucking up to him a bit, he'll be like, yeah, they just started like, they were like licking my bum. And I'm like, no, no, no. Again. It doesn't again. sound as good as you think. I, is, I feel like that's worse than me. I feel like that's worse. worse. It's, it's not worse than you, Isabel. It's not worse than yours. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, it's worse okay. than the, it's worse than the original saying, but yes. it's not worse than your of a perfectly good saying Do you know what I mean? wrong with saying get off my back you haven't if you, picked, like, saying, if you feel that saying get off my back is too aggressive yes. you could just try hey why don't you let me just do this in my own time <laughs> that's good that's that's good yeah there's a good friend out there uh, it reminds me though of a story of olivia who um once worked in a pub that shall not be named um, but it was after a famous duel. Um, and um, I was like, oh my gosh, she did? <laughs> Which one is this? <laughs> and um, and when, when Olivia says she did, she actually leaned forward towards the camera, excited about this story. As yeah, I didn't know. I was excited. No, it was about her. And, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and um, you can cut in at any point in this story, Olivia, but the manager, the owner, sorry, of this bar, Foolishly, I mean, very, very foolishly, yes. told Olivia yes. that uh, she should really just speak when she was spoken to. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't even tell the story. But that, like, if you know, you know me, you would funny. know that that entire statement to like me, who is like so incredibly feminist, that you say to me, just you should speak when you're spoken to. I I saw a type of red I've never seen before. But I forgot all English and was so angry that I couldn't articulate what I was trying to say and started talking about me being on a cloud and like how don't step into my cloud because you like you know what I mean this is what happened to you. I don't know what I was talking about. Well, you, you started off well, didn't you? You you yeah. started off by saying in in what world. Yes. Do you think you, you could think say that to me? Like, the problem yeah. was, was then you then went off into the other worlds yes. where yes. he couldn't say it to you. Yeah, and, and I was and, describing and, it. Yes. And you yeah. ended up saying, on the planet Mars, <laughs> yes. even there, yes. which is another world, which you're not in, but it is yes. a world and you're yes. not there, yes. you still can't say it to me. No. And if I was in a cloud, which isn't yes. a world, yes. then no. Yes. Yes. Yes, and I just want to say, he got my point, okay? <laughs> I got there, and at the end, he may have been confused, but he understood that I will speak whenever I like, okay? And that was the point I was trying to make. Yes. It was very valid. Yes. Just, sometimes when I get annoyed, I'm so annoyed that I don't know what, like, I know in my head what I'm going to say. Like, I'll be in my head, I'm going to say to this person, you're out of order. And instead it comes out like, 
Of all the unicorns I've ever met, you are the most disrespectful unicorn and you have to accept that. And they're like, what are you saying? But I know, I know what I mean. And that's what matters. Yeah. Or maybe it's the Lord being a filter. Maybe he's like, Olivia, the ungodliness is back here. That's where the, the original anger is. And then the Lord's filter comes in and makes it a little bit fluffy. <laughs> but like angry fluff, you know? Like the Lord's like, and and the filter. And it comes in and he's like, yeah, and we're going to change that word to unicorn. And then it just comes out as unicorn, you know? Is that a thing? Is that... I mean, yeah, 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 totally. I, I think that's Psalm 197 and a half. Yes. The filter yes. shall come. <laughs> the filter shall come. And it and shall lay upon your tongue. Yes, 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 yes. He shall coat your tongue with fluffy yes. words. With fluffy words, amen. Yes, that your enemy might be smite. <laughs> yes. What on yeah. earth were the two of you talking about? <laughs> Isabel, <laughs> what? you just need to read your Bible more. I, I'm on heathen. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what? That's Everybody not, knows. It's out there, girl. Either of you just said it was factual in any way whatsoever. It was completely factual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? I was going to say, I was going to say, well, you know, if you're going to say something's not factual, mm. then you really need to prove that it's not factual with exactly. fact. So here's your chance. Oh, silence. Okay, great. <laughs> so what you said is correct. Thank you very much. Thank you very well much. Well debated, Carolyn Bay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If there had been a debating team in my school, um, I mean, no, to be fair, if there had been a debating team in my school, that would have been a miracle because my school didn't even have enough balls to play netball. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. So was one team just playing with an imaginary ball? Because that is classic. <laughs> well, they yeah, have to go anyway. If one team, if there were two groups wanting to play netball, only one could play. And then so the, other team, the other team should have been made, if I was the PE teacher, I would have been like, no, girls, girls, stand up and play netball, please. I don't care if there's not a ball, okay? We train <laughs> you at this school to use your imaginations. I'm very annoyed. Stand up. And when one of them did That's, a bad job, like, um, sorry, Kirsten, you didn't even hit it there. You have like, a clear opportunity to run a, dra- a fully functioning drama class. Thank you. And link it with PE. That is innovative. A- innovative tip. Innovative. Okay. The numbers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yes. can you imagine the scenes that there could have been when one jumped for the ball and missed, and she rolls on the floor, oh clutching herself. Oh my god! And screams. Ah, it could right. have been really good. The declarations of love that could have come from the crowd. <laughs> Do you right? know? Yes. As one gazes upon their yes. love. From yes. the crowd and sees them fall and goes, Miranda, no! You yes. see, there's, yes. there's a whole yes. thing. They yes. could have then become a musical number. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. During the netball tournament, and yes, next yes, thing yes. you know, high school yes. musical is happening yes. in person on I, this court. I actually do think that high school musical was inspired by the netball drama team. I think not, high school musical. Brixton. Is an entirely factual show. Yes. And what people don't understand is we didn't watch a movie. What we watched was improv. Oh. These people were told, play basketball, and whatever comes from that comes from that. You see what I'm saying? I mean, true words have never been spoken. Thank you. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> Thus says the Lord. <laughs> so um, we didn't actually have a netball drama team in the <laughs> I don't even understand. Surprisingly. <laughs> did you go to? 
I don't know. You know, there was an education crisis when I went to school. Maybe that was why, you know, maybe the crisis was the lack of drama that was going on. You know, opportunities weren't taken. Where there is drama, the Lord doth dwell. Uh, amen. And that is in the Bible. Tell me, tell me the Lord doesn't dwell in the drama. Read the Bible. Tell it's me. in the book of Dramaticus, mm-hmm. chapter 12, mm-hmm. verse 2. Also, but can we also address on a real truthful yeah. sense? There is drama fully in the Bible. And the Lord oh, yeah. doth dwell. Is oh, yeah. My favourite oh, dramatic moment mm-hmm. is when, for anyone who doesn't read the Bible, um, there's mm-hmm. a story in the Bible about Balaam and his donkey. Oh, yeah. It's honestly the funniest story in the Bible, in my opinion. That's one. That Balaam ignores God to a level that God gets so annoyed that he makes Balaam's donkey talk to him. And I just think that that is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, how far away have you strayed from the Lord? For mm-hmm. God to be like, I've literally had enough of you. The donkey is now going to tell you about yourself because mm-hmm. we're all tired up here. Mm-hmm. We're tired. Okay, I've been trying to tell you for months of patient, and, and now I'm just annoyed. Okay, and then the donkey by Balaam, get it together, my dude. Okay, what are you doing? Basically, like, God is literally speaking to you now through a donkey, and I'm just a donkey, but you're just not listening. Like, All the story the of course. community we yeah. refer to when non Christians or like people who don't believe in God come out with like full wisdom. In, yeah. in your like, in your situation We refer to that as a Balaam's donkey moment No offence to the non-Christians in the we world do. I don't believe you're all donkeys But like, <laughs> like, from, like Wait, We do? I didn't know this Yes we do, what are you saying? Who's we? <laughs> Mum was the one who taught me that Oh Don't look at me like that mum Don't I try don't... to act like you didn't do that You're such a snake <laughs> I don't remember this You are such a snake I'm saying there's two daughters here. One says I did. One says I didn't. You are a snake. And, um, and uh, we should just let the audience decide. So if you think it was a great bit of parenting, then obviously Isabel's right. Yeah. If you think that would be trash parenting, then obviously Olivia's right. Oh, and either way, I'm right. I mean, of and course, then, what, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think she did say that. She did. But I, I honestly, honestly, you're a snake. I need you to check yourself right now. You're a snake. Okay. Continue. I don't know what's going on. I, I remember once, I didn't know, I like, I didn't know that Christians had, like, like not not phrases, but, like, inside jokes, to in a yeah. sense, until yeah. one day someone called me a Delilah, which, if you, again, read the Bible, you know that is an incredibly disrespectful statement. You can't call someone a Delilah. Actually, even if you don't read the Bible, most people know the story of Samson and Delilah in which a woman betrays a man, and he also... Get swept up by a woman But somebody jokingly called me Delilah At a Christian camp once And I was like That's actually quite rude Because you know You can't call me Delilah Because did I lure a man to I don't think it counts Does it count as luring if he comes willingly This is the question Yeah, that is luring You can lure someone that is literally what Wait, I'm not saying oh because I lured someone by the way no that sounded like I was like oh maybe I have done that then <laughs> I have not lured any man anywhere can I be clear you being called Delilah is nothing I got called Jezebel and if no one knows what Jezebel means literally she's described as the whore of Babylon someone <laughs> called me the whore of Babylon wait that's not funny <laughs> I was outraged. 
I was outraged, <laughs> like fully. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, she asked me what my name was and I said, Isabel. And she goes, ha yes, like Jezebel. And then called me Jezebel for a whole day. Mum, you're on mute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope at that point that you spoke to her fl- firmly about fluffy unicorns and clouds. Yes. I was 12 years old. I was not as assertive as you. It's never too early to speak okay. to people about fluffy unicorns and clouds. I just want to speak out, out there. Yes. Your baby at two, their first word to you is unicorn. They're throwing shade at you. Understand? <laughs> okay. They're letting you know. <laughs> we all know babies know what they're saying before they can talk so when your little kid's going to you blah, 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 they're calling you a name when they get older and they're like unicorn it's rude okay they're just being rude <laughs> yeah that's um it, mm, uh, it, does, it, it it makes me think just yeah i you know the sexualization of black women and, and black women being called names and ha 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 I mean, all the sexualization of just women in general. We are just so sexualized as a sex, as a gender. (laughs) As a sex, we are. But as a gender, we're just so sexualized all the time Mm. about quite basic things Mm. that are not our fault. Mm. I mean, again, I'm not not condoning Delilah's behavior, but it was a very 50-50 situation. And often the story is told as if it was not. And it was not. Yes, mm. mm. I, I concur. You concur? I concur. Hey, when you know what? I never understood that. I never understood the word concur. And because it sounds like conquer. I mean, who decided that? It does. Yeah. Are they spelled similarly? I don't know how concur is spelled. No, they're not. They're not. And, uh, but, but when I first became a Christian, there was this guy. <laughs> And um, he had quite a, a um, thick uh, Nigerian accent, and he sung a song that was "We Conquer Satan." Yes. And I thought he was saying "We Conquer." <laughs> Maybe he conquered Satan. I was like, I just don't think we do agree with him. <laughs> I actually um, think when we we don't concur, Satan. No, and I I actually had to ask your dad. <laughs> do, do we concur, Satan? Have I joined the wrong religion? Why, why is everybody singing that we concur with Satan? <laughs> just everyone in the church like we agree with the devil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you don't have to be a Christian to know that that is not the principle of Christianity. <laughs> I Christianity 101 is um, we disagree <laughs> with the devil. <laughs> I was very confused and um, thankfully somebody cleared that right up for me. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a song then. Maybe that's what the pagans sing. Maybe that's their version of that song. It's hey, I hey, concur, you know Satan. Hey, you know what? Conquer Satan. Yes. yes. Maybe, there is, maybe there is a Satanist going, hey, why are you trying to conquer him? I yeah. We don't fire him, guys. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> no. Who knows? Uh, we conquer. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. It is a weird word. Conquer. Conquer. Well, it's, you know, again, you know, we could, we could talk for days about the... Um, Wisdom or the stupidity of the English language because the word is stupidity. Okay, I'm just, I'm just throwing out there, you know, because there are some there are some strange words in there. I think I sent Isabel, I sent you a thing the other day 
And I said it was so clever. What was it? Oh, real, real, real eyes, real, realize, real lies. Oh, yeah. Real eyes, real lies. As in eyes of your eyes in your real head. Lies. Real eyes. So your your no. eyes realize real lies. That's so confusing. <laughs> real eyes. <laughs> I mean, how many times are we going to repeat this? This is not yeah, yeah. anyone. <laughs> Real eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was. Uh, what I found very funny this week, which which I'll mention now because we're talking about English language, mm. is uh, the collective terms for animals. And I learned the other day on TikTok, which I love TikTok. Love um, a group of apes is called a shrewdness of apes because they're supposed to be clever. I don't know. And I found it very odd. A shrewdness. A sh- and I googled sure? it. I just want to be clear. I then googled this. Okay. And it was a shrewdness of apes, which I didn't quite understand. Like other things make sense, like a colony of bats, or a sloth of bears, or a sleuth of bears, depending on how you feel. I think a why, sleuth is more why wimp. either. Bears are not sleuthy. But I, well, I what mean, I don't know. they're not slow, and they're know. not, and they're not like. Isn't sleuthy like sleuthy with an E? Isn't it like? Yeah, like, well, I always thought they matched because like a murder of crows makes sense because crows are quite aggressive animals. But then other things just don't really make sense to me, you know. Yeah, but why are crows a murder and all the other birds are a flock? Not all of them are a flock, though. No. There's like, there's some that are like, oh, yeah, I can't remember. There are some of them that are really strange. There are quite a few bird ones that are quite... um. Um, I've just now googled and apparently a, a group of doves is called a dole of doves yeah there's a, quite a few of like not just crows there's another set of birds and they're quite sinister like there are quite a few bird ones that I'm like do we just hate birds <laughs> I mean I, I'm not a f- I'm not a fan of them but just as a, like what, what my parents trying to warn their children away to stay away from the birds do you know what I mean oh well the group of peacocks is called an ostentation yeah, that, come on that now. Makes that, 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 that makes, makes, a, lot makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. No yeah. one's arguing with that. that. No, no, no at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, I find it very interesting. Oh, yeah, like a crash of rhinoceroses. That makes sense to me. They're quite big. But that is a lie. But they don't crash. It's a crash. No. I'm they reading it. sound like they're bumbly. They're not bumbly. That cannot be correct. Well, this just said a dissension of woodpeckers. <laughs> so yes, no, no. Somebody <laughs> say what they think they should be called. Uh, no, but I've gone on another website and it's the same thing. A shrewdness of apes. Maybe woodpeckers are called a, a, <laughs> a dissension. A zeal of zebras. A zeal of zebras. A zeal. A zeal. Like to be zealous. Oh, no, this one's my favourite. A fever of stingrays. That is just... Like, what are they doing? As a fever, as in you've got a pot. Yeah. Apparently so. And an unkindness of ravens. Yes, that's the one, an unkindness of ravens. Why do people hate the blackbirds? Uh, hey, or a parliament hey. house. Hey, oh, oh, okay. hey, oh, oh. Too much, too much. Too much. <laughs> Some of them just make sense, like a shiver of sharks, a stench of skunks, 
a prickle of porcupines, a parliament of owls is a bit much. Like, what are they doing up there? The like, is, yeah. It's just, it's all stupid. Just say a group, okay? There's a group yeah, of them. Wow. How many of them? A group. That's the end. <laughs> a conspiracy of lemurs. <laughs> Why? Who was like, they look suspicious. Call them a conspiracy. What are the lemurs doing? They're conspiring. <laughs> <laughs> or a pandemonium, pandemonium of parrots. Why? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, why? Why do people hate birds, for starters? <laughs> and, and anyway, how, why are lemurs conspiring and apes shrew? Um, can I just say, I've seen Madagascar. The lemurs were conspiring. Well, then I think if this is the case, okay, they should be called a bad attitude of cats. That didn't really work, did it? Because yeah, one, it does. Not because- and two, some cats don't have a bad attitude. Yes, they do. I haven't yes, met one, but I'm sure there's one out there. <laughs> All cats have a bad attitude. Like, I love cats, but it always bothers me that they look at me like, you are so broke, yeah. I don't need to associate myself with you. Like, it's really annoying. Someone once told me that cats are the only animal that seem to continuously be giving you the middle finger. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Oh, yeah, that act that actually tracks. I think it should Therefore, be no, no, no. It should be called a sass of cats. You see, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. good. That's good. I did that. Thank you. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Yes, yeah. a sass of cats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so then do you think if like, you do you think if you discover a new animal or like yeah, breed, yeah. do you get to name the collective Definitely. term for it? So yes. people who discover like new breeds of butterflies, do they get to be like, I'm going to name the yes. butterflies? Not at all. Yeah. They should. Yeah. No way. They should, but they, they definitely should. But surely a, but- a butterfly is called a flutter of butterflies. They're, they're cool. Because they should be. Butterflies should be called flutterbies. Everyone knows this. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, they should be called flutterbies. Are they made of butter? No, they're not. So I don't understand. What do you want? I believe they're called a flight or a wing of butterflies. No, Both that's wrong. Both of those are terrible. That's wrong. That is wrong. I've discovered, unbelievably, you're not going to believe this, literally in the last three seconds, I've just discovered this little insect. It's got two wings and a thin body in between. Mm. And I'm going to call it Flutterby, and mm. it's going to be called a collective, a flutter of Flutterbys. So there you go. Okay. I've just discovered it. And anyone who else says they've discovered they're lying. I just discovered it right now. Do you think like there were people who discovered an animal and then somebody else goes, no, but I discovered it. And so like, you know, you know, like Brussels sprouts. No, no, it's not Brussels sprouts. Oh, courgettes. I called courgettes in England and zucchini in America. Yeah. Right. So maybe there's animals like that's called the platypus. But somewhere else, it's called Felonima. I mean, in different because two people discovered it at the same time. I wonder if someone, someone says they discovered something, if I just go, actually, I saw that last week, <laughs> do I get the credit? <laughs> like, even if I can't prove it, I'll be like, no, I saw the exact one. And they're like, you saw a blue badger with a pink stripe. And I'll be like, yeah, it was blue with a pink stripe. You're so right. I saw it last week. I just didn't tell anybody. So now... Well, you'd have to be, you would probably have to tell them, like, you'd have to have proof. You'd have to have the specific area you were in. No, I was, like, it was, I was in the park. You're going to look in that no, area. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'll find it. 
I swear, I was in the park. It was by a lamppost. It, it came over. I was like, oh, mad. I've never seen a blue badger. And then I walked off. And then the next week, Professor Dumbledore said he found it. And I called into the university and I was like, mate, I saw that last week. So actually, I should get that credit. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, does it? Because it's not really the first person who sees something. It's the first person with money who conquers it, claims it as theirs and writes about it. Yeah, because you have to already know, don't you, enough about that species of whatever to know if it is real or not. Because I could see, how many times do you think could anyone have seen something and it be a new breed of animal and you have no idea? Because I don't know all about flies. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm confused. Are we talking about animals or are we talking about colonisation? Because that sounds like... All a bit. It all works the same. Um, I mean, we have massively diverted from any of the things that we were supposed to talk about (laughs) to the point that I'm now like, is there any point? (laughs) Well, I don't even know how we, I don't even know how we attach ourselves to any of that stuff. Well, I mean, my my question today was really just about why does everyone always think that they are the most normal person in their family? Do people think that? Do you think that you're the most normal person in the family, mum? Yeah, I mean, I know I am. That's absolutely... <laughs> I mean, the debate... No, I would, is, the question wasn't for me, because I obviously... My position is secure and... and, and I feel like your lack of self-awareness yeah. has kind of almost kicked you out of the game. Mm. What? The, whole. <laughs> the fact that you about? can't acknowledge that you're not normal kind of means that you're not in the running to be normal. How I am, like, if you look at our family, right, I am, like, the stable, um, stable. You know, like, the rudder. I'm, like, the, um, the navigator, mm. you know, and that, that is, I, you know, that is a place of high responsibility. You, where and, did you navigate us to? Well, I'm obviously trying to navigate you lot back from the edge of, Foolishness, right, Olivia. I've got Me? this. I've got this, Olivia. Olivia, I've got this. Hey, mum, what's your favourite joke? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you just do you think that you well, can, can I tell it? Could you just share your favourite joke with the rest? Can of I us? actually tell it? Well, go okay, for it. Could you, could you please just share? Clarify. This is really clarify. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, so do this. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I got it, I got it, I got it. <coughs> wait, I got it, I got it. Can, sorry, okay, before go. you start, can we just address that it has already been one minute? Here we go. Continue, my No, I got it, I got it. I, got it. No, I just wanted to know if she's got it or not. Yeah, she, I think she's got it. <laughs> got, it. got it. Got it. Right, here we go, here we go. Right, right. Well, okay, Whew, here we go. Mm. Okay. <laughs> 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 I can say it. Come hold, just... Calm down. It's because yeah. you know it's funny. Oh, okay. You're telling to calm down. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Honestly. No, I'm just saying that. Hedgehog. Why don't they just share the hedgehog? <laughs> now, to those of you who may have uh, misheard that, what she said was hedgehogs. Why don't they just share the hedge? Yeah. <laughs> now, Mum, can I just ask you one more time? Um, you're you're the most normal person in the family. Yeah. 
She's now having a laughing fit. She's right? having a full coughing fit. <laughs> and they've to put herself on mute. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. The thing is, right, look, you mock, okay? That was voted the joke of the year. <laughs> because year? it is... Huh? In what year? Uh, I don't know, 2010? Yeah. I, mean, I think it was more like the so, two times. So you're, so you, you still find the joke of the year from 11 years ago, <laughs> minimum 11 years ago, because we think it's more hysterical. <laughs> to, to the point that you were almost dying from laughter. Just to be, just to be. I mean, this is also the same woman who, at, at the age, how old are you, Mum? Fifty-two. Yeah, I think so. Fifty-two. At the age of fifty-two, she and her brothers, who are also, they have children. These are middle-aged people. Laugh when you say, "I do do that." <laughs> that is now. funny. It's not. That funny. is funny. That's not funny. This is that is funny. The same. This is funny. the same woman who I'm going to bring your brothers into it again. Still gets into physical fights. Yes, with her brothers. Yes. And no, then, actually, I don't think that's weird. I just wanted... Sorry, sorry, but this is the woman who's saying that she's normal. I get into fights with my brothers, but I don't think that I'm normal. You see, two very different things. No, no, no. Can I just say, I dispute this. I think that's incredibly normal. I will be 67 and still putting my brother in a headlock, and I will claim that as normal. Everyone yeah. with brothers knows, sometimes you just want to put them in a headlock. It's just like, it's like in our nature, you know? Because, I mean, if you have siblings, because sometimes you just look at them like, yeah. ah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, 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 no, I don't, that's, that's all perfectly, uh, you're uh, saying things like they're not normal because you're so far from normality. The more normal things would be that when mum is a tiny bit sick, she behaves as if she's actually near death. And sits in her bed and puts on a very strange voice and asks for tea every yeah. time. Yes. That's Lilia, can I have some tea? That is literally that's it. Meryl. Yes. Yes. Meryl. That'll be it. Also, if mum gets a bit tired, she will start telling you about how she does everything and midway through doing something, and then you'll offer to help. And then she'll be like, no! And you're like, like fully yell at you. No! And you're like, I don't understand what you're doing. Again, again, every mother, in fact, every parent listening to this is just going, that's normal. I... Come at me. Come at me. Because what is normal about you two? Also, the main reason you're not normal is you think there's a dance for everything. That's, there is a dance for everything. That's not it is a dance. Everything, everything can be responded to with a dance. I'm with her on this. There is a dance for everything. Thank and you. I, I, I know. Of, I know most I, of them. Okay, so somebody and turns I, and, off and their bike. I point out. I point out that it was my friend who taught me that, and she's a doctor. And yeah, that's all the doctors we know are with. All the doctors we know are with. We love our doctors. We, we love do. our doctors. Thank we you. love what they do. We but love the NHS. But yes. even, I think even the doctors can acknowledge that yes. they're not normal. I, uh, I have a doctor friend who once, when he was in studying to be a doctor, said, could he check my reflexes on my knee? And I was like, sure. He hit my knee and it didn't move. And then he went, oh, my gosh, that could be quite severe. 
And I was like, what could? He just walked off. And to this day, he's never told me what could be wrong. I <laughs> that same doctor friend when I had the flu for the first time, checked my um, temperature, asked yeah. me my symptoms and then said, yeah, I don't know. You could be dying. <laughs> yeah. That was the end of the conversation. That yeah. was it. He was finished. Yeah. And I was like, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. So to be, no, fair, you are, to be fair, you are both talking about the same person. Yeah, yes, I think he's the yes. same person. He knows who he is. Yes, he does. <laughs> like, I don't want to name names, but yes. You're it weird. rhymes with smat trick. Oh, I think all of the doctors we know. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say it rhymes with smat trick? Smat trick. Yes. Because I want to be careful to keep his identity secret. Yes. He almost sounds like Fitzpatrick, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. Well, he actually sounds exactly like Fitzpatrick, but there are slightly too many syllables. Yes. It's actually not that name, but it could be His name's actually Fitzpack. Yes. What? I said there were too many syllables. Yes, Fitzpatrick. But you also said it rhymes with Smatrick, so it does. It it does. It does. It rhymes with Smatrick. But Fitzpack doesn't rhyme with Smatrick. I just said... I'm throwing in a red herring, you know? Oh, I see. Protect his identity. Throwing in a loose onion. Ah, I see, I see. I really don't, but okay. Onions indeed. And more importantly, mum, you are not the sanest person in this family, and I'm very sorry. So mum excluded, who is? Or who do you think is? Not me. Um, I don't think there is one. There isn't one. No, 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 no. Okay, if, if, if. If it was like forced. if everybody took like like a, a mental like are you insane test, who do you think would be the least insane? Not the most normal, the least insane. You. Me. Yeah. I think you're the least insane. Like you could successfully go through a crowd of normal-ish people and get by. Like people would look at you like, what are you doing? But you'd probably be okay. Do you know what I mean? I find that concerning. <laughs> well, it's not Israel, because that's our brother, by the way. I he's think, not. I think he is. No. Here's my thing. No, hear me out. Hear me out. I don't, I love, I say this with absolute love. I wouldn't necessarily, like, put him in charge of my life. But I, I think in terms of insanity, he's the least insane. Think about it. No, I think, I've said it's Isabel. Isabel could least. be... Isabel could pass through a group of normal people and I, a couple of people would be like, you're being a bit weird, but she could get through it. I would say... Well, and, then she'd have, say and then she'd say, get off my bum. Yes, yeah. but I would say, no, in my defence, I have a level of ownership over my insanity. I'm aware of what makes me insane and I, I know how to, like, shut it down occasionally, you know? I am just too committed to not being normal at this point. That yeah, is, Olivia, I'm too far gone. Olivia has fallen down the, uh, the rabbit hole that led her into whatever world that Alice in Wonderland lives in. Um, yeah, it's not a hole, it's a fluffy cloud. Thank you. Okay, the cloud that led her up to where the unicorns are. Yes. But yes. not not the rude ones. I don't really understand her. her <laughs> I don't really understand Olivia's. There are no rude unicorns. <laughs> if someone says unicorn, they're throwing shade. So what does that mean? Say that. I just that unicorn is rude. It's the premise behind. It's the fix of the unicorn. Because it's what everyone knows. Behind every strong unicorn <laughs> is a zebra. <laughs> what? 
What does that mean? You know that famous saying. Or behind every strong unicorn is an insult. That's, there you go. Behind every strong unicorn. That makes more sense. The insult is dressed as a zebra. Yeah. I'm confused. Okay, mum, this is why you're not normal, though, because you can't identify that what you've just said was weird. There's nothing weird about what I just said. Okay. Anything's weird. Uh, you're weird anyway because you you voluntarily married your husband, so that makes you. Weird. He's also very strange, and I'm Daddy. sure. He's, I think he's always been strange. I don't think this just happened. So Daddy's I'm sure. the craziest of us all, and I think we can all agree on that. Ten ten. That was a law and order noise. In case anyone was right. Oh, I love that. Love that. Love that. Dad's like on the worst law and order noise. The, the noise that, that yeah. they make in it's, the show. Dum dum. Yes, no, dun, dun. not quite. Not quite. No, it's like a dun, dun. It's like a oh yeah, that was it. It's rather it. It's rather it. Like that. I should have just. I should have just done the theme tune. I should have just gone. Then everyone would have got it. Oh no, one. But okay, it's a great song. Everyone watches Law and Order. There's no even a debate. Everyone. We talk about insanity. We we use the I said I said normal. It's quite interesting that I said normal. And then your language turns to sane and insane, which obviously, you know, is not, it's probably not, it's not great language to use, generally speaking, um, because, you know, that's really about mental health, isn't it? But so anyway, it made me think, I want to ask you this question. Um, like we have, um, we don't have any bog land in our family, but we do have mental health in our family. That's a funny thing to say, isn't it? Because everyone's got mental health. I mean, we've got people with, with, yeah, with mental health issues in our family. Why do we say mental health issues? It's bad. It's bad mental health. Mental illness. I guess so. Okay. And um, so, but I think to myself, I think to myself this week that um, it's not something like, let's hide it. Well, no, we did hide it. That's a lie. We did hide it. Um, And we didn't really talk about it. I didn't really talk to you guys about it till you were in your late teens, like 14, 13, 14. Yeah, about 13, 14 when I told you. And so I was thinking to myself, it's just a, a very open question. When, when should you have been told? I definitely was told before I hit teens about, about another member of the family having bad mental health. Is that what you're, you're yeah. Talking about, yeah, I was definitely told before I hit my teens. Um, I knew before either of you told me. Oh, interesting. When did I tell anyone? I told no one. No, she means either of her parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> calm down. It wasn't like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> when did I tell you? <laughs> the world <laughs> does not revolve <laughs> around you, Isabel. I am the center of the universe. Let's not get started. Uh, yes, and, yeah. and she's the normal one. Okay, anyway, um, how did you know? Yeah. It's really obvious. Oh. Uh, just didn't really know what it was called, but it was very obvious. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, when you, when, you, when you did tell me, a lot of things made, made sense. Yeah. So I think I, you can identify that something is, is different or not correct yeah. or whatever you want to call it without necessarily knowing what it is mm. that's going on. Um, mm. I specifically remember... Uh, I, uh, I was going to say this, but I don't know if you'd want me to. No, definitely don't. We'll say it and we'll edit it out. 
Um, I, well, I specifically remember a time that you went away, I'd say, for a weekend or a week. Um, and, uh, but, and nothing was explained to us as kids. And then, but that was when I really realised that you, there was mentally there was something different. One of them was one, one of them went away, mm. but but the kid we weren't told as kids why, and then and then somebody, and so, and I didn't know, I had no idea what was going on, and then that was my first like that was like a real oh okay I'm I'm right there is it's a mental health thing, um which I once again I didn't know the name of because I, you wouldn't really know as a kid would you because I don't know if anyone told you, but mm. then and then I was told like specifically what it was and I was like oh there's a name that makes mm. a lot of sense um but, yeah. so when when should you tell I don't really I guess I don't I, I've never really understand why understood why um it's a secret I guess things maybe are a bit different now um mm. also I think oh which I'm happy to talk about like I suffer from depression and being someone who has mental illness I find it interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a different time now that people are happy to, people are open to talking about it more and mm. want to understand it a little bit better. Mm. So I, 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 yeah, but I don't really, I've never really understood why that stuff was a secret, but I'm probably not the best, <laughs> probably not the best person to comment on this because mm. I don't understand why most things are secrets. So it doesn't make sense to me. So would you, um, would you, if you're applying for a job, I know you're not going to because obviously you're self-employed mm. and you run your own business. But if you were applying for a job, mm-hmm. would you tell them you had mental illness? Um, I wouldn't. No. So for two reasons, for two reasons. So one reason why, a um, little bit because it's not because. Uh, one, because I think um, technically I don't have what they I think is called clinical depression. So, so one, I don't feel that I should, I'm allowed to say that, like in the sense of like, I have depression because I don't have clinical depression. And so I feel like I'm hamming up on something that isn't there. Or as far as I know, I don't have clinical depression Two, because I think that people make swift judgments. What's the word? Mm. Judgments. What's the, the thing? Judgments. Judgments. There you go. Um, about <laughs> sorry um, about people um, but so I would treat it in the same way and again don't take this the wrong way I would probably treat it in the same way that if I could I would very much avoid telling people that I was black um, because I want to have as much of a chance of getting the job as possible <laughs> mm. um, yeah I would I, if I felt like my mental health hindered my job performance in any way then sure um but the same way I think if you have like yeah I view it the same way you would any sort of medical thing if you have like a medical thing that um that means like oh hey I can't pick up boxes because I've got a really bad back or I can't carry heavy things then yeah that's something you should inform an employer if that job requires you to do something like that um Mm. so if you were like oh my mental health hinders me from working eight shifts seven shifts a week or five days a week whatever then sure mention it but I think in other scenarios it's not necessary for your employer to know every inch of your business um because it's none of their business to be honest it's just really not I also just I guess I wonder as as well um 
about whether you if you feel like it's like Olivia was saying if you feel like it's something that would affect you professionally then sure Mm. bring it up like I want um the last job that I had before I became self-employed in the interview he asked me which I didn't know that they asked people these questions but he asked me what are my greatest strengths and weaknesses and I told him what my strength what I thought my strengths were and he said and what about your weaknesses and I was like I don't have any and he was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I've got personal weaknesses, but I'm professional. So I'm not going to, if if I have a personal, something going on in my personal life, I know how to be professional. So like, even me, if I'm feeling down, I have like, I, I have like regular events that I do and like meetings and other stuff that I do at the moment. And most people, unless you know me super duper duper well, most people would not be able to tell that I was like, feeling depressed or in about or feeling out like whatever it was you most of the time you wouldn't be able to tell unless I told you because I'll be professional or what I would call professional I think other people might call it masking your emotions but that's not the point hmm. I'm not getting into that um, yeah so I think I guess maybe it, de- it depends on different elements of the job I don't necessarily think I think that I am in a healthy enough spot that I don't necessarily think that me having depression affects my professional life in that sense some people would say that um like you you've almost had like you're in the very worst situation because um the groups apparently that hide mental health uh, mental illness the most are um the black community and christians yeah yeah, the Christian thing makes a lot of sense. Christians have a ha- some Christians, some Christians have a habit of um, going through the the approach of we will pray away everything, and um, and I am a firm believer in God has really gifted people with the ability to be fantastic therapists, mm-hmm. doctors, nurses who diagnose you and give you medication to help you with things and I think sometimes Christians approach can be hey that's not really a thing um or I remember having a conversation with someone a Christian about this where they thought depression was a spirit and something that you had to pray away in that aspect and you shouldn't be trying to get like medical help because it's a it's a demonic thing and it's a spirit and you need to and so sometimes for some people that can be if that's the first thing you hear from a Christian or if the first Christian you talk to gives you that like option it can feel a bit like yeah mm. I think it, I guess also um, and this is not me this is not me saying Christian community at all but I just I think sometimes um people who suffer from mental illness who who live within the Christian community and I wonder maybe if this is also um people in the black community as well that sometimes you can feel like a bit of a failure because mm. you're so, so like I I was like officially diagnosed with depression when I was about 15 14 15 um and and had people praying for me for a year like for a good like year or, or two and then reached a point I think I got to about 17 where I felt like I'd been healed from depression you know and I told people in church that I'd been healed and people celebrated and it was really exciting and and wonderful and then got to you know 19 and and started to to see like similar thought patterns and similar I I don't I don't really know how to describe it but similar feelings and 
mood swings and that kind of stuff coming back. And it it took me like a couple of years to reach the point where I actually could admit one to myself that I had, I still had depression. I'm not saying it's nowhere near as bad as it was. I think because therapy, people should go into therapy. Um, but like because of therapy, because of prayer, because I, I, I have a better understanding of myself as a person, other people around me and I know how to rely on people. But like, it took me a while to actually be able to admit to other people as well that I was healed and now it's come back or maybe I wasn't healed and I thought that I was healed. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm not saying, I think I was healed. I do genuinely believe I was healed, but I think I'm now I'm like, Oh no, I have, I have depression and I have to like cycle through that. But I felt really like almost embarrassed. Like I'd wasted people's time in praying for me or like I'd lied or, or that I was stupid because I thought it had gone and maybe it hadn't and blah, blah, blah. blah. And so I just, I, I wonder if there's maybe a bit of a, stigma in that sense within Christian community that maybe some people feel similarly yeah 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 I don't know no go on mum I was gonna say I just I guess that um you know the as you both rightly said you know things have changed over time and and certainly I think in the last five years there's been a, a bigger push towards understanding and accepting mental illness um Unfortunately, you know, I'm often, well, not often, but, you know, I, I guess it's one of those things that the church has lagged behind. And so I think what can happen is, is it's, it's not that someone necessarily spoke against it, although, you know, there are places and communities, um, not necessarily just Christian, but communities that do openly speak against mental illness and say, you know, it's not a thing, et cetera. But, um, but also not speaking up for it, not, not being clear on on what it is and and accepting it, you know. So I, I guess I wonder in terms of, you know, employment in church and places like that, and in families that, you know, do we need to just? I mean, I know we need to talk about it more, but just ha- you know, making those conversations more open, having bigger conversations about stuff, um, and not so that people don't feel like, oh, I can't say that because you know, people will think this of me or that of me, you know. So that's why I asked in terms of, you know, can I put it on my CV? Can I say, I have a mental illness. I'm able to do this job, but I have a mental illness, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I guess it is, as you said, Isabel, you know, people don't because they think for the same reason that they don't send in a photo of themselves, you know, because it's like, well, I don't want you to know these things about me. I'd rather prove myself first. So let's let's say you've got the job. Um, and then the, your employer says to you, I don't know, you know, is there anything, do you have any needs, anything you need to help you do the job? Do you say it then? Again, only if you, if you actually need something to help you do the job. If you ask me, do you need something? And my, my, and with my mental health issue, actually, there's nothing you can do to change anything. It's actually on my end. And no, mm-hmm. it's none of your business. I think it's really obviously, you know, different different people are at different stages in their lives and different people need different things depending on your situation. So we're not like, we're not going, nobody should. Do you know what I mean? No, I, per- right. I personally would not. I've I've never, um, I've it's never, I've never ever disclosed um, mental illness, any physical problems or anything like that to management or, or like anyone outside of a casual conversation. 
if it comes like if it comes up, I'm very happy to talk about it, but I'm not talking to you in a professional sense. I'm talking to you in a personal sense, as as far as I'm concerned, anyway. But are you doing are you doing the um classic strong black woman getting on with it? Maybe. Um, but I think that that is my, I think that's my personality. <laughs> I think I am the kind of person that would just rather get on with things. Um, I'm, I, I would consider myself to be quite open as a person. So I don't, it's not that I, it's not that I don't want to talk to you about it. It's that I don't believe, I don't believe that my, um, mental health journey or in, I'm talking in the specific context of, uh, I've always worked, I've worked previously in uh what hospitality hospitality in the hospitality industry and um and so within I'm talking specifically within that industry because in different industries that looks different in an office job that actually might me having depression might have an effect on my work in terms of maybe I need to go for a walk more often maybe I need to take a little bit more I need to think about that stuff maybe I need to think about the meetings that we have blah 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 blah. so that looks different but specifically in me being in a, in the hospitality industry, um, I have never ever thought to myself that um, me having a mental illness is going to have an effect on me doing this specific job. So I I believe that I I'm very good at being professional, and I I feel like I'm good at having an understanding of where it's appropriate to use certain emotions and blah blah blah. Um, and so. No, I've like I've never felt the need to disclose it to anyone because I don't believe that it affects me as a worker, and so I don't want you to think that. It would will. you dis- would you disclose it if you thought it was going to help someone else? How is it going to help somebody In what else? Sense? So you might know, you might just think, oh, somebody else is is struggling, uh-huh. and so if I say if I t- if I you know disclose my mental health, then they'll find it easier to disclose theirs to management. Yeah. No. I would I would help you. I'd be very happy to help you. And I'm very happy to talk to you in a personal sense, right? I'm very happy for you to say, hey, look, I've got depression too. Right. Um, this is how I've this is how I've navigated on these days where I'm not feeling great and a customer's really rude to me. Right. And this is how I've this is how I've worked through that. I'm very happy to talk to management and say, I would love to chat this person through what it looks like to have good customer service, even when you're having a bad day, all that kind of stuff. I've got good experience with this, blah, blah, blah. I'm very happy to do that. Is it any of management's business that I've got depression? No, no it's not, but it hasn't affected my job. So I don't if get If their what depression is getting to a point where they like need time off and they need to explain that to management, I'm happy to sit with them while they tell management that, mm. sure. But no, management does not get to know my business because why? Because it's funny, isn't it? Because we're talking about having a more open conversation, but you're saying, yeah, but not about me. But there's a because why? Because my that part of my open conversation doesn't actually help me, does it? I've now informed you about something, and it doesn't actually help me in the slightest. Nor does it actually help the other person if I go to management and just say out of context, I have depression. It doesn't actually help them. What helps them is for them to come forward and have that conversation with management with support if they need it. But it doesn't help them for me to be like, hey, I have depression. Also, so does she. That What's I got to do with anything? I, that, it doesn't make any sense. I, I also think, and I, I'm not speaking for Olivia, but I, I guess I also think that um, for me, I've I don't, have um friendships with 
I'm talking from hospitality industry, I, I'm not friends with the people that I've worked with. So as far as I'm concerned, when I turn up, I'm there as a professional. I'm there to be a barista, a bar- barista, not a barrister, a barista. Um, I'm there to be a barrister. I'm there to serve coffee, right? And to have good customer service. So as soon as I walk into the room, I'm being professional, right? If we, we're welcome to talk about personal life in like a surface level sense, but I'm not friends with you. So I'm not going to be sharing the ins and outs that's, I guess, I'd, hopefully that makes sense. I mean, I guess, so, you know, I, I mean, mm, I think that obviously sometimes people don't realise how much their um, illness impacts their work. And so maybe if they did ask for help, you know, it would be easier, you know, so, I, you know, including the fact that you made coffee and you thought that you were in the law courts, Isabel. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> You know, that's um, not a question though. That's something completely different. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I don't. Not obviously, but I mean, I don't have um, mental illness, so it, it's an interesting conversation for me. But I have, you know, employed people, and I've been in recruitment. Um, and, and so, you, it, and you live with people. You've lived with people who have yes. mental illness sorry that's yes. more than half of my household have mental illness lol that took me a second as well I was, no olivia okay cool yeah i'm just trying to do the math it'll take olivia a long time to work this out she 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 um i don't yeah <laughs> we're gonna stop. So olivia i Olivia, i would say to you remember that severe phobias oh, are yeah. mental illness that's there true. you go. I, I do have a phobia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you have a severe phobia, don't you? I do have a severe phobia. But we had to we had to wait for several minutes today so that you could do something yeah. so that you could yeah. Um which I, I mean I don't mind talking about that. It's not actually You could say that, yeah. How you think? I have trypophobia, which is a fear of repetitive patterns and it changes for people. Mine's quite severe. It's got better, but mine is quite severe. Um, it was worse l- last year. Last year before. Year before. You know? um, it, it tends to like trigger up and down a bit. Um, and then two years ago, I was having a very difficult year two years ago. I, I wasn't very well because I also have a medical condition, um, which I will talk about in a second because that has affected my work before. Um, but I also have a medical condition. And I think that the combination of a medical condition just re-triggered my trypophobia. Um and so for lots of people, it's different for me specifically. It tends to be um, hair. I have a problem with hair and holes. Um, and so it was quite difficult, but it has got much better, I, which I think, which is why I think partly why I'm like, it's not it's not always necessary to say things. So like at work, mm-hmm. um, I think they are aware I have trypophobia only because I got a little bit panicky about some bubbles one day because um, it was, which I think was, last year sometime it just like made me feel a little bit icky which is usually how it feels I get a bit goose bumpy and I um and I needed to go and do some breathing because it was making me feel a bit weird and so I talked to my boss about it then but I was very aware that like oh I don't want you to think now I'm incapable of doing my job because actually I'm fine it's just that um it's just that in that moment I needed to have five minutes and I just needed to explain to you why rather than looking like I'm just slacking yeah Uh, 
which is why, so I understand in some contexts, yes, it's good to say, but I think that what happens is you're in a danger. I don't think it's necessary to say in an interview. Or no, beginning. but you, there's a lot of trust issues here, aren't there? And that's why I guess I'm trying to push towards that. I mean, there are trust yes. issues because you have a health condition, a physical health yeah. condition, as well as yeah. a mental health condition. So uh, I know you won't mind my saying that you've got endometriosis. Yes. Um, and and actually, we were talking about this yesterday and saying this is actually the first time you've had a full time job. Yeah. Um, and predominantly that has been because you were never able to have a full time job because you were too ill. Yeah. But I <laughs> think so, that yeah, so all of your all I think most of your previous bosses knew that you had endo. Yeah. But and there was less shame. No, so I wasn't bothered about telling other people. I think there was one particular job that sort of killed my trust because I told someone in a very, in like part out of context, was just, I'd already had the job and just told this woman that I had this condition, um, which in no way affected my job at all because the job didn't require me to do anything that would bother me. It was working from home. It was quite relaxed. Um, and, uh, And she fired me maybe two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, and attempted to use my illness as a reasoning for firing me, which was a complete lie. Um, and it was not, it, it wasn't the truth. It wasn't why she was actually firing me at all. But she tried to use it as like, oh, you know, we think you're going to struggle in the future. Um, and so from that point, I am like, you don't need to know about my medical condition. Um, like my job now are aware that I have a medical condition because sometimes I'm just in a bit of pain. Um, and I will power through it because I am capable and, you know, and God strengthens me and it's great. But well, and also I, because you're, you're much, also much I'm, better. I am highly medicated, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> but, and you're much, yeah, you've had, you've, you're, you, you're not in the same. No, 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 no. So I'm, I'm very, I am very blessed in that. It, it took a while, but I have, um, found, we found a semi solution thanks to some good doctors um to help with the pain which is very helpful and great but so but I still even though I'm better would be very reluctant to tell people Mm. like I I have endometriosis because I think people assume Mm. things when you say things so I think that's why I wouldn't tell people in an interview hey I have a mental health issue because I think so I would say as 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 a recruiter okay not I'm not my job is not a recruiter but as someone who recruits people um I would think more highly of somebody who revealed that to me in an interview. Yeah, but you're not normal. And I don't even mean that in a jokey way. And I think you're more understanding. I think that what happens, unfortunately, is when you say things like that, people do not go, oh, my goodness, you're so brave. What they go is, oh, you're going to be a problem. And when you work with you're going to need to go and cry. Do you know what I mean? And, like, that's where why I think it's not necessary start in all occasions like I think be really specific about what job you're doing and and will it affect your job because if it's going to affect your job then sure divulge what you feel like you need to but it's not always necessary to be like hey I have depression in a job interview because I think people do not perceive it the same way you do they're not as understanding so I work with um some people um, who we, we run some like songwriting events, blah, 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 for creatives. And we work to go together quite a lot. We've been working together for about three months, but we see each other we, in meetings quite a lot. And it's only been in the last like couple of weeks that I have said to them um, that I have anxiety, which I have like 
it's kind of linked to the depression plus childhood, blah, 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 um, that I, yeah. So I've said to them that I have anxiety, but I specifically pitched it to them as um, I have social anxiety, which I do like it's linked, but I have anxiety as a general. And so I pitched it to them as I have social anxiety because they were asking me to do stuff like very specific stuff in terms of outreach and blah 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 and I was trying to explain to them how basically how it takes me a while to build up the nerve to talk to other people about other things but I am aware of my I'm aware that I downplayed my anxiety levels in general and um, particularly I think one because I always have this thing that I always feel like people won't un- really understand. I feel like when we talk about anxiety, people feel like you're being a little bit over, like you're over exaggerating. And I hate having to try and to ex- having to explain to people like the level of anxious that I get about stuff. Um, probably more than saying I have depression. Cause I think that when you say you have depression, it's just like, I've got depression. <laughs> when you say you have anxiety, it turns into this like back and forth and let's talk about the degree. Um, and two, sorry, the second reason that I said it was because um, I think I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm aware that my anxiety has been worse because of lockdown. So I think in my brain, I'm like, well, if I downplay it a little bit now and I kind of just ride through this, because this might have an effect on how I work with them, that like, come September, it's going to be better. <laughs> And so then I actually will just have social anxiety and not just like full-blown anxiety across a lot of things and not just like the social. I don't think, I'm not, I'm aware that this is like anyone who's a therapist or like does like psychology or anything like that. I can hear you all sighing. I'm aware that this is not the best way to go around it. But I think in my brain, I'm like, this is a an easy way to ease someone into, let's take a look at Isabel's mind. <laughs> And how nuts it is. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it just gets a bit confusing. But I think it is, I think it is to do with trust. Like, I think if you don't, I think if you don't trust someone and particularly, particularly um, more than just the trust, if you are fearful of judgment, I think it makes a massive, massive difference as to um, who you will tell. And I think one of my biggest things for work was the thought that someone would deem me like less responsible or less capable yeah. or less than like at all in any way is like for me an absolute no I'm like I want you to I want you to know that I can do this and everything else backwards with rollerblades on you know yeah what's important is I always think it's it's almost not not better but I think having worked at my job for a year and maybe a little bit or uh, a year, when I was doing, that's the thing. A year, um, and I love my job. But when people hear that I have like um, endometriosis, which is really it's, it's a very severe illness, and and if a lot many women have it, and it's undiagnosed and it's awful and very difficult to live with. But especially now that I'm better, when I when people hear that I I've had so many jobs and managed to get to work with that level of illness, it does feel nice for someone to be like, that is incredibly impressive rather than being like, oh my gosh, you poor baby. Like, how are you coping? It, it makes you feel like, okay, do you know what? I am actually capable of doing things. 
Because actually for many people who have mental Ill- health illnesses or illnesses that you just don't see that are really difficult, they are yeah. still doing amazing things regardless. And so it can feel really like disheartening to be in an interview or in an in a environment with people who judge you without even knowing what you can do just because you said you have something that you have zero control over. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I decided to wake up and have endometriosis. I, I have it. And there's not a lot I can do about it, but I am still capable of doing other things besides it, if you know what I mean. And I I think it's really important to say that if you have got a long-term illness, if you've got mental illness, if you've got chronic illness, if you woke up today and you fed yourself, you know what, well done. Especially in a pandemic. Like my goal last year during lockdown was just get out of bed and have a shower. And every time I did it, I genuinely was proud of myself. So if you have a mental illness or an illness and you just today ate an actual meal, well done. And and on top of that, I think just, you know, just we're not therapists. We don't have any medical training. Um, If you have mental illness, please, 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 please. Did I say please? Please um, talk to your GP, get some help. Um, we will put up some links. Um, there's in particular, we'll, there's a couple of links, but we'll put up a link to um, Black Minds Matter, which particularly helps for Black people in accessing uh, mental health therapy, and some other links in the uh, chat. And if what? anyone has endometriosis, I mean, I'm off chance you do. There's a great book called Period Power by Maisie Hill. It's incredibly helpful. It took me like, my mum bought it for me and then I didn't read it for a month because I was like, no. But it's really great. It's very helpful. Also, there are some really good endometriosis groups on Facebook and online with very helpful women. They have doctors in them. Yeah. They're really helpful. And please join them because they have made a large difference to me. Yeah, I think the the biggest I think the biggest thing for everyone just before we close I think the the consistent thing is that even if you don't necessarily tell your your workplace make sure that you tell someone obviously yeah. ideally it would be a GP that would be great therapy is good it's not shameful we love therapy um but but also tell people support systems yeah. are, are a big deal yeah. network community there's you know that that's a massive massive thing and there there's always going to be at least one person out there who loves you and, yeah. and genuinely wants to know what's going on and if you can't think of anyone then we do so please email us or um get in touch with us over our social media um, um, i also say i just would like it to be registered that mum said that she is not a medical professional despite the fact that she diagnosed me with some sort of dust allergy okay i just would like that to be on record i'm just gonna i'm gonna bring this in now because if we're going to throw shade, I would just like to point out... I didn't throw shade. I did not mention you got, once. I've got an email here, okay, from uh, Anonymous T, okay? And Anonymous T has asked me to point out that Olivia lied in a previous podcast when she <laughs> said she was not suspicious. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay? I do want to I do have to admit that... <laughs> Um, I have a friend who pointed out to me when I was Isabel. How many of your friends pointed out to you? More than one have pointed out to me that when I said that Isabel was being very dangerous because she was giving people her number, they pointed out to me that I have been on dating apps for the entirety of last year and gave people my number quite freely. So my bad, I was wrong. And also Also, they pointed out... I'm intensely suspicious of everyone. Yes. And I apparently live in denial. Yes. <laughs> so I am. I'm sorry. Yes. 
Um, I also should um, apologise because uh, in our last podcast, when Olivia mentioned menu log, um, I thought she was making it up. And then I found the link. And who didn't click the link, it is in the last podcast, go and click the link. It is real. Um, and so Olivia, I'm sorry because I should have believed you. No, it's okay. It sounds anything. unbelievable. I didn't say anything, but I genuinely in my brain thought, yeah, she's making this up. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, so I'm I'm gonna let it go. But like, you know, I'm gonna have to find some kind of link for this so people know that it's not false. And then I typed in menu log in YouTube and it's real. Yes. Yeah. So my bad. Um, but also you're welcome to everybody else for um mm-hmm getting the link to menu log thank you olivia you are welcome okay can we do love like throw away yes yeah should i go first yes okay so love like throw away i love um that derek chavin chavon i don't really care what his name is was uh, found guilty on all charges um praise be to jesus you know, there is a God and he loves black people. So thank you and amen. Um, I love it. And I think it's wonderful. Um, I like that um, I was able to start recording again. And that's very exciting. So I'm doing some musical things and I've finished a single and that's really exciting. And it's been given the thumbs up by my feedback team. And that's fun. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. I'd like to throw away that I'm on the feedback team. <laughs> do you want to do insulting? Oh, I saw that coming. I just, I ah, just, I you think like, you know someone. I mean, I just didn't really think it was something you'd be interested in. What? I always give feedback when people don't ask me. That's literally my role. <laughs> That's all I do is give unwarranted feedback. <laughs> She's not lying. I wasn't sure if you'd wanted to give feedback on, on my stuff. I give feedback on everybody's stuff. I'm worried. I don't know what you're saying, Isabel. You know how many times I've emailed Joe Biden just to talk to him about things that are so unrelated? Hey, Joe, I didn't like your tie today. Thanks, bye. Well, okay, that's exciting. I'll, I'll add you to the group then. Oh, I have another like. Can I say may I have a like? Go on then. Like. Um, I'm getting my second vaccine shot on Thursday, so that's exciting. Early full, full lizard by yeah. June. Boom. Yeah. That's a joke to any of the anti-vaxxers. It yeah. is a joke. Yeah. I am not half lizard. <laughs> I'm 80% lizard. Boom. Panther. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and what are you throwing away? That is truthful. Um, and my, my throwaway is, which I don't want to turn into a long thing. I'm going to try and keep it short, right? I'm going to try and keep that it short. That going to be long. I find it interesting, and maybe there's like a whole podcast in it, but I find it interesting that people think that freedom of speech equals freedom from consequences and I don't understand where they've made this link and I've looked up right what freedom of speech means and if I remember correctly 
right? Freedom of speech is specifically to do with the government not being able to put you in prison for saying something that they don't like, right? Okay. okay. Is what? We are, we're going to hold that thought there. That is definitely we'll come back to that. Okay. Yes. Because I've got a whole... I no, no. Yeah, we're okay. going to come back. Okay. okay. I, I release. We'll release. Olivia. Olivia. Okay, I love, um, today, all I've listened to is music soundtracks. Um, specifically, if anyone has not listened, if you love The Prince of Egypt, and because of the West End and Broadway is closed, you can't watch The Prince of Egypt musical, please listen to the soundtrack because it is incredible. Like, 10 out of 10, they nailed it. It's cinematic, it's dramatic, which are, like, two of my favourite words, um, and it, um, I've run out of other words. It's a great, it's all the attic. Unicorn, unicorn. Yes, unicorns. Without the shade. Without the shade. So a unicorn in the sun. Amen. By itself. Um, it's great. Amen. Really good. Definitely listen to it. Where I wrote down my like and I can't remember what it is. Oh, I'm going back to work in three weeks. A year of no work. And I'm really happy that I get to go back to work. I'm not greatly thrilled that I have to take two lateral flow tests a week, but you know, for safety, I will do that. But I'm really excited about that. What? What is lateral flow? The the rapid tests, I think. I think those are another name for the rapid ones. The ones that you can now get for free. If you live in England and you want to be safe, you can now get them for free twice a week. So not a not a math term then. No. Okay, cool. Um, no, not a math. Did you think I was going to do a math exam? I sounded like a maths thing and I wasn't really sure. Um, I think maybe you had to take like a test to make sure that you were mentally ready to be back at work or like. Fair enough, fair enough. Something like that. Fair enough. Fair I don't enough. know. I don't fair know if enough. I did a math test. Okay. That would pretty much well, say. You would have failed. Oh, I'm not really ready. You would have failed. Because they'd be like, four plus four. And I'd be like, guys, I give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'd like to throw away, I wrote this down like a week ago and I saw it. Elon Musk, who, if anybody doesn't know, is the CEO of Tesla and many other things, has decided that he is going to open Jurassic Park. And I have many problems with this. The main one being, there have literally been like six films that tell you exactly why you shouldn't open Jurassic Park. But he is convinced it's going to be a great idea. Um yeah, go on. I told someone about this and their answer was maybe he doesn't know that it's a bad idea. And I was like, how would he have gotten the idea without watching Jurassic Park? It's not a book. It's not based on a factual like series of events. He watched the film. He was like, that's what Jurassic Park is. I should do that. That seems logical. Um, he also announced the other day that he also has SpaceX, which if no one knows, he's trying to get people to go to Mars. Um, he announced that he's running a competition to so people to win trips to Mars on on his his voyage flight of SpaceX. He then said, obviously, all of them will die on the way, which I felt like is a miscommunication. So I just would like to throw away Elon Musk. I think he's a bit confused in a nice way. Like I'll throw him gently into a bed of flowers so he lands softly, but he has been thrown, so he understands. <laughs> You know, Elon Musk is probably one of the craziest people. He is, he's a prime. Remember when all of those um, celebrities, I don't know if you guys knew this, that these celebrities had their Twitter accounts hacked, like Kim Kardashian and Will Smith and blah, blah, blah. And it was all like 
go and buy, I love this product, go buy this product. And it's just like a bunch of like A's and B's and K's and whatever. And Elon Musk was also one of the people who got hacked. And he was the only person whose comments were like, but is it real? But but could it maybe be real? And I was like, this tells you a lot about him as a man. I like, think he's a prime example of too much money to oh, make yeah. a little bit hoo-ha. Oh, yes. Um, but that is my love, like, and throw away, mum. Uh, so I love, um, which most, a lot of people didn't listen to, was Joe Biden's speech after the guilty verdict. Great speech. Um, good. Um, and because it's just so important, it's, it's, you know, getting a guilty verdict is amazing. But actually, that's just one person. Mm. And that's the first black, first white police officer ever ever found guilty that's shocking and so you need someone above that to say this is the end and you know in his speech he referenced without saying their names but he referenced Breonna, Breonna Taylor and uh, Trayvon Martin and various other young um, black people that have been murdered and unjustly and so yeah I loved that I thought that was just yeah amazing um, I like Daniel Kaluga's Academy Award um, and again, the speech that went with it. Hysterical. Um, but again, brilliant. You know, first black British person to win an Academy Award. What? Shocking. Yes. Not. You didn't know that? No, he's not. That doesn't make any sense to what you've just said. He yes. Is. Said like, that's not true. Well, yes. it was a big, it was an Oscars of, of first, wasn't it? She was the first. Yeah. Um, it was the first ethnic female director to ever win an Oscar. Anthony Hopkins was the oldest yeah. Oscar Wait, winner. I'm sorry, you guys weren't joking. You were actually being serious. No, he was yeah. the first black British. Yeah, yeah. And it, which is very bizarre. Um, there, was two, um, there was two black women who won awards for um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. They were yeah. the first black women to win awards for hair and makeup ever. Yeah. Which makes no sense again, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. And then I want to throw away, okay, now listen very carefully to this, okay? So in the movie um, with Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, mm. yes. In Forrest Gump, he invents something that stops your glasses sliding down your face. Yes. Now, I understand that in the movie, everyone went cross-eyed because of it. But yeah. I just want to throw away glasses that keep sliding down your face. Okay. Because it gets... No, don't tell me bend the ear bits back. Because no, then I'm that's just saying, I feel like part of back. this, and I, I don't want to be seen like... like sh- I don't want to shine a light on gaslighting or victim blaming. However, um, there is an invention for that. It's called buy glasses with the little rubber things on them. You have options for this. You you just buy the ones, or which for most glasses is the case. You can get those put on to your glasses so that they don't slide down your face. No, because listen to me, okay. The reason that is just nonsense is because you know I have sunglasses, all right. And I discovered a long time ago that the best thing to do in life is buy really cheap sunglasses, okay. Don't ever spend more than three pounds on a pair of sunglasses because then when you lose them, you don't cry because everyone loses their sunglasses. 
Whereas your dad thinks you should buy an expensive pair of sunglasses and look after them really well. That's a stupid idea. Okay. So, and therefore, I'm not going to buy, you know, these amazing three pound sunglasses from Tiger Tiger. Um, You don't then put a 10 pound piece of plastic rubber on them. So it's my throwaway and I get to throw away glasses that slip down your face. And that's the end of that story. I just feel like... But I also would say to anyone who's got glasses sliding down their nose, your glasses are too big for your face. Buy glasses that fit you. Because (laughs) none of my sunglasses slide down my nose. It's really not that deep. I just don't... don't You're acting like... like you worked in an optometrist's and yes okay maybe you did can i throw away your throwaway because like, <laughs> yeah, which i did i like that can we throw away that throwaway? that was a bad throw honestly like i we will go glasses shopping and buy you a pair of glasses that fit your face also don't lose your glasses everybody loses their sunglasses oh i lose glasses all the time i have three. i lose them all the time that's why you buy cheap ones no Exactly. I see, sunglasses. I know exactly where they are. Oh, no, 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 no. I have three no, pairs. No, no. I always, I always get to summer and have to buy one more pair because I've lost a pair somewhere. I don't know how. I don't even understand either of you. You're careless. Yes. Or you sit on them. Who sits on their glasses? Oh, yeah. Are you guys are talking. Do you know what this is? This is coming from privileged people that don't have to wear glasses every day. Right? You don't like, like people who wear glasses every day are listening to this going, who sits on their glasses? What are you talking about? Go and sit on your glasses, you weirdos. What's wrong with you? Mum wears reading glasses. Half the reason why she sits on her glasses is because she leaves them in the stupidest places. Like all the time. I'm like, Mum, why are your glasses? The floor. Literally. She's like, where are my glasses? They're on the floor where you left them. Why then? Well, We've give, we've loved, we've liked, we've thrown away. And um, so thank you for listening to Shh, I'm Talking. I am Olivia. No, I'm Carolyn. What? I don't, I don't know what happened. Are you what? having a mental... <laughs> I'm really tired. Don't even know. Okay. I'm Isabel. She's Carolyn, not Olivia. And the other one is Olivia. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Bye. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Did you know the first person convicted of speeding was going eight miles per hour? You're welcome.